I'm Carrie. And I'm Stephanie. And this is the Love and Nonsense Podcast. Hi, Stephanie. Hey, Carrie. Week two in the books. Yep. And And (laughs) I don't know that I can say that it is an improvement on week one. So. Yeah, I was going to say it's an it was an interesting one. I will say the one movie we are not talking about, Ghost of Christmas Always, because it did not win the thing, was mm-hmm. the best movie of the weekend, and it was really great. So You know, I figured it would be, but our voters. <laughs> I thought it would be like the sneak attack since last weekend we had the sneak attack of A Kismet Christmas. So... Well, and Noel Next Door was surprisingly good last week, too. So. Yeah, but our bar was so low for that one that it was bound to hopefully be better. <laughs> All right. So we're going to start with A Cozy Christmas Inn, which stars Jody Sweeten and I want to call him Andy, David O'Donnell. <laughs> I was like, mm-hmm. what's his name? And. This story is about Andy from Garland. He has an inn and a woman, a very witch woman, sends one of her employees to um, try to purchase the inn in Garland, Alaska. And he and, and it turns out that the one that she is sent, that is sent is Andy's ex-girlfriend, Erica. So mm-hmm. let me start without any... I, I want to do this without any spoilers so that we can address the elephant in the room. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because I've talked to people who are not watching it until they find out if it's going to ruin the first one for them. Oh. So my opinion is it it is definitely, well, this is not my opinion. It is a sequel. They address Candace Cameron Bure's character, Lauren, from the last movie. I feel like if you really loved Christmas Under Wraps, this would probably be a disappointment, don't you think? Yeah, don't watch this one if you loved Christmas Under Wraps. Don't watch it. I mean, I didn't even love the way they wrote off Candace's character. I didn't love Christmas Under Wraps. It was not my favorite character. So it kind it's still kind of like, I was kind of irritated by the whole thing. <laughs> Yeah, like, I don't love Christmas Under Wraps either. I kind of thought it was boring. And (laughs) it was still like, what? Just on, yeah. When are we getting to the, we're spoiling this part? Okay, I think that's sufficient. So there will be spoilers going forward. I just wanted to get that out there so that if anybody was listening and they were trying to decide, they could choose to stop now and skip, I'll have date times, I mean date time stamps. I'll have time stamps in the thing if you want to switch, skip to the next movie so you can go watch it. Or um, or if you want to keep listening, keep listening for some spoilers. What are your thoughts? Well, let's, let's go down the line of our normal rating. Oh, okay. First. So I did give it a five for setting because they actually did shoot this in the dead of winter in Utah. So real cold and real snow, and that always gets me, you know, a high rating. Plus, I just thought the end was really cute. I did not give it a five. I gave it a three. <gasps> and here's the reason why. The end, I loved the end. I absolutely loved the end. Mm-hmm. Garland in general, 
I felt like we've been here, we've done that. And I did not feel like, I did rewatch the Christmas Under Wraps before going into this one so that I could know what happened. Mm -hmm. And Hattie's was not nearly as cute. They didn't do anything in the town hardly at all. It was all just on this end. It was really a strange thing. Hattie's was not the Mm -hmm. same Hattie's. They kind of referenced it, but it was not nearly as cute as the other one. I was like, I felt like they only made effort on the end. And that was like the one setting for the whole thing. This is true. Maybe if I had rewatched the first one, because I didn't remember Hattie's Cafe from the first one or anything. So maybe if I had seen that and I could have compared the garlands, maybe that would have made a difference. But real winter and snow always gets me still. So, No, I agree. I do like the, the real winter snow cold thing but yeah okay style i gave it a four i thought all the christmas sweaters were pretty fun that his cousin was making for them and i actually really appreciated jody's hair because it was really pretty and i feel like a couple of the christmas movies for hallmark she's done in the past they've always given her this really swoopy forehead straight hair type look i don't know it's like 80s big hair And I hated it. So I appreciate this better look. (laughs) Okay. I gave it two. And what's funny Ah! about this is I gave it for almost the same reasons. Not the hair situation. I thought I thought Jody facially hair, all that stuff looked great. This the sweaters, I thought they were funny at first. It just like they just kept coming. And that's another one of the things I'll I mean, I'll touch on it in storyline. But it felt like they were trying to push this character joy into the storyline by bringing back, bringing up these sweaters and these things that she's made and blah, blah, blah. While mm-hmm. really not having her in the story at all, hardly at all. So I didn't love the sweaters. I thought they were funny at first, but then by the end of it, I was like, this is just stupid at this point. And then <laughs> I remember when she got there, I kept thinking, wow, that's a whole lot of pink. It's a whole lot of pink. Like her coat her scarf oh Oh, wait no her bag like it was pink 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 I felt like I don't know what color her jacket and shirt were I think they might have been gray but I'm colorblind so I was leaning towards pink on those also (laughs) (laughs) so I was just like this is a whole like this is not Christmassy at all pink can be Christmassy I didn't really notice it was a ton of pink but there are pink Christmas themes so it could be Christmassy. Hmm. I don't know about that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. Whatever, all Carrie. Point. Okay. Storyline, I gave it a three. I gave it a two. You know, I debated on a two, but I gave, what did I give a two? Oh, we need a little Christmas. And I felt like I liked this one a little bit better than that one. So I gave it a three. Well, I will agree. I do think it was better than that one. I would not have minded this movie except for the fact that it was a sequel. And Mm. so let me go through the things that I noticed about the sequel. So the first thing was Erica says she met in, she met him in Seattle, which tied into the last movie where he says he went to school and became an architect in Seattle. Okay. Mm Mm-hmm. But she was, he was, but she says, oh, he was dating that doctor. And then the other girl says, but she lives in San Francisco now. And then 
There was no flight to Garland from Anchorage, which was interesting because Andy flew Candace Cameron Bure last time, which was why they referenced the fact that they couldn't take the flight. So they did address that. The jean li- jeans lined with sweatpants material is definitely a nod back because Candace Cameron Bure bought some of those in the last one. Okay. And here's the reason why they left, why she left. They're not in touch because she got a big fellowship in the year that she was there and she had to admit she couldn't commit long-term to Garland. Wasn't that the plot of the first movie? She was hoping to get this big fellowship, but then she like did it or something. So she was supposed to go to Boston for this fellowship that her dad had. And then she didn't get it. So, and she had only applied to that one. So she had to take whatever came up. So this, the Gar- one in Garland was the only one available. So she took it. At the end of the movie, the Boston one becomes available, but she turns it down to stay with him. Okay. And then now, not even a year later, she's leaving to go to San, South, San Francisco. To take another one that's not near her dad. Yes. Hmm. It's interesting to me that at the end of the movie, you had asked me, did they say, I love you? And I went back and rewatched the end because I couldn't really remember. But no, they did not. Um, That's a little but, better, at least. <laughs> yeah. But he, she, he did say, he made it seem like if she was going to Boston, he would have gone to Boston with her. Because he made the statement that, um, she says, all, all I need is here in uh is here in Garland. And he's like, well, not all I need is a here in Garland if you're not here. So they ended up staying, saying that all that they needed was each other. Basically. Hmm. Yeah. It, it is just so strange. Like I understand. So Christmas under wraps is apparently like the highest rated or most watched Hallmark movie still for them. Yep. Which I had no idea. So I understand wanting to like make a sequel to try and capitalize on that, but it is so strange that this is the storyline they went with because I actually think that they came up with this pre Candace moving to GAC because they filmed this way before she ever signed anything with GAC and she was probably still filming the Aurora Tea Garden that came out earlier this year probably when they were working through this. So it's odd to me that you know, David O'Donnell or whoever had the idea for the sequel and they're like, yeah, we're actually wanting to break him and Candace up and introduce this ex-girlfriend who we think is a better fit. It is just so odd to me that you would totally undo everything you did before for your highest rated what movie yeah. or most watched movie, you know? It's it's really strange. And I, I was telling you, I didn't love the way that they broke them up because he made the comment that she was only there for a year. That mm-hmm. to me is like a diss to the original movie. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Because it's been now, I don't know when that one was. Was that 2014 or something? Yeah, I think so. We're going on almost 10 years. It's getting there. And you could have written that she was there longer. You could have written that her father got sick and she wanted to go somewhere that she was closer to him. There there could have been any number of things that you could have written the story for but instead we mm-hmm. settled for she was stayed for a year and then couldn't deal with living in garland which i mean might be a legitimate reason but knowing how much people love that original movie it 
it it was a weird choice to me. Yeah, it's like a real slap in the face. Like it's totally against grain of what Hallmark should be. Like I know they are trying to move in different directions, but your different direction I, is not like to undo all of your happy endings. No, yeah. Oh. So. Well, and it's like you're now you've split the people in half probably. Like I probably was never going to watch Christmas Under Wraps really again. Maybe if it was on television and I was kind of bored or something, I might watch it because it was not my favorite. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't going to go out of my way to watch it. But now I won't go out of my way to watch this one either, even though I thought it was a fine story. You know? Yeah. So you might lose the people who refuse to watch this one because they only want to watch that one and they only want to remember that one. Or you have people who... So it's like, now I wouldn't watch either one of them. So now you've cut, you know... <laughs> right. It's not like the nine... Uh, lives of christmas and then the nine kittens like you can watch the first one and then continue the story into the second one and still everyone's happy yeah you watch christmas under wraps you can't move in and cozy christmas in and be like whoa one man two ladies like which one's true love because that's what we want to believe in (laughs) yeah which now that i think about it was kind of the theme for this weekend's movies at least for two of them what no, was the theme? and say three it, of them. Say it, say it one more time. One man, two ladies. Oh. But, like, who's the true love? One of them is the reverse. One lady and two men. But. Yeah. Love triangles. Yeah. That's true. It was a love triangle. Ghost of Christmas always is not that way. <laughs> Just you so go. you know. <laughs> but three out of four still. Yeah. I don't like it, actually. <laughs> You're always like, I don't want to know that they've had somebody like, I think, yeah, correct me if I'm wrong. I think you're okay with the jerky boyfriend or ex-boyfriend or whatever at the beginning of the movie. Not my favorite, but yeah. Mm -hmm. But not like a really developed relationship where you've actually kind of invested in the other. Yes. Because like, I prefer my fictional relationships to be like, one true love, you're it for me. I don't want to see the real life of, oh, I could actually love you or I could love you. And I don't want to see that. Yeah. (laughs) And then somebody always getting hurt, you know, like theme again. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I guess, I guess Mm -hmm. in one of these, the other person doesn't get hurt, (laughs) but yeah, that's true. Anyway. Okay, I think we've pretty much... I had one more comment that was not related to this. But um, the fact that the dad and Joy were at the shipping place 100%. Last year... um, Last year. In the last movie, they were... Like, Joy wasn't even in the movie. But Frank was in the town and he was out and about and he was doing stuff. So you saw him all the time. It's kind of weird that he was only via... FaceTime, you mm-hmm. know, and then it was also weird to me that she comes to town. They know that she is his ex and neither one of his parents come to meet her. Did that seem strange to you? No, I thought it was very strange uh, that like his mom was basically non-existent. And then Jody leaves a note at the end of the movie and like, oh, I can't stay here at the end with you. It's too awkward. I'm going to go stay with your mom. Have yeah, they even ever met? 
because I know. during one of the FaceTime calls, when Andy's talking with his dad, Jody pops into the screen and she's like, hi, Mr. Holiday. It's good to finally meet you. And I'm just like, uh, how is this working? It, was it didn't make so any weird. sense. It, it was it was weird. Like I said, with the setting, it just felt like it almost felt like it was like an afterthought to have them in anybody from that was not like at all the extra characters to me a lot felt like extra like just thrown in we have Hmm. to have more than just these two people here (laughs) yeah is his dad really supposed to be santa because i thought under oh and christmas under wraps i thought that's what candace thought and then they're like no 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 and they explained it and he wasn't santa but now he really is santa or he, he was santa the whole time Oh, okay. I guess I forgot that part. And that's another thing that I felt was really weird. Candace's character kind of like, they kind of have the same situation where neither one of them really believes that he's Santa. Mm -hmm. But it was like more, I felt like it was more believable in the Candace Cameron one versus this one where she was very like, ha ha ha. That's so fun. You know what I'm saying? Like I felt that part was a little overplayed, but it could have been that I have already sat through this storyline for two hours. This is true. So it could have just been that I was tired of that stupid storyline. You know what I was tired of? All of the repetitive lines. That's Garland for you. I know. Oh my gosh. I got so sick of it. They did that in the first one also, but not as bad. I, it was just so freaking annoying. And there were other ones too, like what Sharon wants, Sharon gets. Erica, you're a genius. I don't want to diss the writers, but y'all are very repetitive. <laughs> okay, and I found it weird that she was talking to a mailbox. <laughs> I mean, I didn't think it was super weird just because that was supposed to be like a magic mailbox. But I can see your point. Okay, I did have one quote that I did like, though. Um, meant to be is what you make of it, whether you make it happen or you don't. Yeah. That was a good line by Hattie. Yep. And then she went and made her meant to be. Okay. (laughs) Well, can we move on to stars now? Oh yeah, let's go. Okay. Stars, I gave it a four because I actually really liked Jodie Sweetin and David O'Donnell together. Like, I thought they were really great. I gave it a three. I was fine. Okay. And then Christmas, I gave it a five for real snow and cold, and it was very decked out for Christmas. I gave it a three. It was fine. There we go. But it isn't nonsense. Yes, it is. <laughs> okay. Clearly, I was feeling very generous, even though I did not love that movie. Yep. Okay. Next up, we have Jolly Good Christmas with Rush Machete and Will Kemp, where Will is playing an American in London where he's trying to get a Christmas gift for his girlfriend. And he hires Reshma as his personal shopper. So, setting. What did you give this, Carrie? A five? Can you not give it a five? No, it's a five. <laughs> you thought I was going to be a downer after the last one, didn't you? Yeah, I did. I was like, <laughs> is London not good enough for you? No, London was amazing. <laughs> but then there was also, like, the parents' home was really cool. The friend's home was really cool. The parent's the bar club. was really cool. Oh, yeah. Like, it, so much of it was really neat. I, I really liked mm-hmm. a lot of it. 
yeah, it was very, very pretty. It was honestly probably the best part of the movie. <laughs> Style, I gave it a four. I thought Rashma and Will looked great. I did too. I didn't love the first half, but I felt like they made up for it once they got to going to the gala. And I really loved Reshma's green dress at the end. I feel like mm-hmm. green in a dress is kind of an underutilized Christmas color in these movies. And mm-hmm. every time I see it, it like stands out to me. I really like it. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. It was very pretty. I mean, obviously they do a lot of red and I do love red dresses. But I think silver is their other like go-to for Christmas. Yeah. Okay. The one that matters, storyline. I gave it a three. Oh, you did? Mm-hmm. I gave it a four, even though I probably oh, wow. could be convinced down to a three. But it may just well, be because some of these other movies I didn't like very much. <laughs> and so by the time you got to this one, you're like, oh, thank goodness. <laughs> <laughs> well, I watched this one last. So I don't know. First of all, we opened the whole movie with Wonderful Christmas Time, one of my least favorite Christmas songs. If we go back to one of our earlier podcast episodes where we rate our Christmas song favorites, least favorite. I really, the song is so annoying to me. You know what that I'm is so about? funny. I remember somebody on Instagram, I can't remember who it was, they were like videoing it. They're like, oh, they're starting off with my favorite Christmas song. <gasps> I think it their might have favorite been a, day. a day. No, <laughs> I'm not 100% sure if it was her though. Or not. No. Oh my gosh. That song is so annoying. And then they also played Christmas rapping, which I only know it as the Kylie Minogue, but I guess another group sang it first. And that song I have a love hate relationship with because it gets stuck in my head. Do you know what song that one is? Nope. You don't want to sing it. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Dun 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 dun. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Dun 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 dun. I like the classic. That's kind of a classic. Well, if it's Kylie Minogue, it's not that classic. But she apparently redid it. Someone else sang it first, I think. Okay. So they did not play my favorite Christmas songs. They played annoying ones. But the actual real problem with this movie for me was Will's American accent. Okay, I'm glad you talked about this because I was going to mention it if you didn't. You know, it's weird because, well, one, I just hate bad accents anyway. But his American accent is really close to his British one. Where sometimes the words sound like, even in the previews, I was almost wondering like, oh, is he using his British accent? Because the end of words sometimes sounded like it. So it's like, why okay. didn't they just make him British? Well, let me tell you who I thought he sounded like. Oh, dear. I thought his English, his um, his American accent was doing a non-countryfied version of Matthew McConaughey. I could see that, except he was sometimes trying to be countryfied, but maybe not as country as Matthew. I felt I sometimes he was trying to be like a down-home type. And I'm like, no. It was like the tone <laughs> in not. his voice, though, that gave me the Matthew McConaughey vibes. I was like, mm-hmm. and the way he said some of his vowels and stuff, I, I don't know. But 
I agree. It yeah. wasn't good. He was trying to take the English out of it, but was not super successful. No. And we love Will, but y'all, why couldn't you just let him be himself? It didn't add anything. Why couldn't he have just been getting a job as an English person? I mean, he still needed help learning, like, buying the Christmas present, right? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, him being American didn't add anything except for, I guess, making it a connection with American audiences, which is Hallmark's people. But I don't know. I don't know. But I feel like maybe the connection was meant to be that he wouldn't know where to go to buy stuff, to look for stuff, maybe. So you need a shopper to help you. But that wasn't the, that wasn't the key to hurt him getting the shopper either. No. And he could have been from somewhere else in England. He didn't have to be from London. So he could have still not known things. Right. I agree. But yeah, other than that, I thought, like, I was just kind of bored. I mean, I liked watching Will and Rushma. I thought they were cute. And I think they did some fun things. But... I just wasn't totally interested. I did think it was kind of funny slash sad when they were, they're running from security from a store and Reshma distracts the security by pointing and like, look, the king. I, I wrote like, that oh down gosh. too. When did they film this? Because the queen died September 8th of this I year. I know, I thought the same thing. So I was like, whoa, this just happened. Or maybe they changed it. You know what I'm saying? Like, Maybe they originally said, like, the king, because I don't know if it was showing her face or not. You know, like, maybe she just did a voiceover to change it after the fact. Maybe. I can't remember, but I, can't I caught that, and I was like, oh, that sounds so weird. It does sound weird. I mean, I'm not even English. <laughs> I don't have a queen. <laughs> okay, I found this part interesting because I did not expect to see this at all. So I yeah. wrote, of course it ended with her giving him a gift card. So he's oh. making this big deal about getting her gift card and needing to find her the perfect gift. And she ended up getting him a gift card also, which obviously shows she doesn't know him either. The reason it caught me off guard was not because I was surprised for it, with it. Cause I was like, of course that's what would happen if you were going to show it. I just didn't expect them to show it. I just thought they wouldn't exchange gifts. Oh, you mean the ex-girlfriend? Yeah. Did you say that at the beginning? Because I was like, is she talking about Reshma? Reshma gave him a gift card? Oh, no. I was I like just really said, searching my she, mind. Of course it ended with her giving him a gift card. I just thought people would know what her Yeah, I thought you about. meant the end of the movie. That was at the towards the end of the movie. But it wasn't like the end end. Anyway. Okay. Ex-girlfriend gave him a gift card. That was funny. Yes. Every time somebody says Happy Christmas, I can't help but hear Happy Christmas, Harry, from Harry Potter. <laughs> so there's that. I don't think that, but that, that's cute. I thought it was an interesting flash forward. Okay, that's what I was going to mention. I actually thought, so I, I write my notes if I'm writing them as I watch the movie, and the camera was panning away after they'd kissed and they were walking off. So I sent my email because I was like, oh, the movie's done. No, it wasn't. <laughs> they flashed forward. I was like, whoa, I wasn't expecting that. Well, and they flash forward and don't even show them as a couple. Mm -mm. It was just to show that she finally did her book. I didn't like it. Yeah, they should have at least like shown them looking through the bookshop window at it. That would have been cute. Stars, I gave it a five because I really liked everyone in it. 
I actually really liked uh, Will's friend who was in that Mix Up in the Mediterranean movie as the oh, friend. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot he was in that. <gasps> I gave it a you. four. I thought they were good. Yeah, they were cute. And then Christmas, I gave it a five. I gave it a three. A three? Why? What was super cr- I mean, I guess... I just was basing it off of all the decorations of London and the Christmas market. And, I mean, they went Christmas shopping. They had a Christmas gala. So I gave it a five. I, I just felt like the first half of the movie was just going by so fast. Like, hmm. they went to here, 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 here. It was, uh, You know, the story wasn't specifically fast, but just it was like, go in here, go in here, go in here, hurry up. You know what I'm saying? Like... Mm-hmm. So it just felt like you were kind of rushing through all those things. I don't know. Hmm. I just thought it was interesting. Like they tried to have this enemies to lovers thing and then it wasn't. I don't know. It was weird. Sometimes the interactions between them as they were shopping, like she would feel like or look like she was insulted or something. But I don't know. I really loved the whole Big Ben thing, throwing your whatever into the whatever and they both showed up there. Toss a coin to your witcher. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know why that popped in my okay. head. Probably because Henry's not going to be the witcher on season four. Oops, spoiler alert. Okay. <laughs> I gave it a nonsense. You did give it a nonsense. Yeah. I I gave it a love, but it's like very barely. Mine's a meddling nonsense, but Yeah. Two nonsenses. It, it was a little disappointing, though, because I expected it to be so good. I think that's the mm-hmm. problem. We had higher expectations. For, for sure. I mean, it was my pick for the week. And it let me down. Yep. This should yep. be good, then. because This uh, one didn't let me down. Next one is Chris- <laughs> Christmas Bedtime Stories with Aaron Cahill and Steve Lund. And this one is about a woman who boyfriend proposes to her and she starts having these weird things happen that when she tells her daughter bedtime stories about her dad who is missing in action that the things start kind of popping up in day-to-day life so she talks about like a bell that's been missing for three years and tells the story of how she got the bell and then the next day the dog finds the bell those kinds of things happen and let's go okay. to set. Just so the people know, should I already say this part? That I didn't write many notes because I was cringing the whole time. <laughs> I'll say it again. <laughs> I was so uncomfortable. Okay, set. I give it a two because we were on a military base and whatever. I mean, the outside of our house was cute. I'll give it that. But that's why I gave it a two. Okay, I'll give it a two, too. I was going to give it a three, but you convinced me. Didn't take much. For style, I am also giving it a two. Steve. Really? Yes. Steve one looked attractive, but I mean, he was wearing your normal guy outfits. And Aaron just wore a lot of like sweater dresses that were like super long and form fitting. And then these weird wraps. I don't know. I just, I didn't like them. Okay. I gave it a four. Four? You yeah. liked them. <laughs> I loved a lot of her outfits. So 
Specifically, I wrote down her wedding dress because they flash back to her wedding. Okay, that one was pretty. Um, and then she went to the party with the with Steve, his work party, and she's wearing this really pretty white sweater dress. I thought the dress that she wore mm. to the dance was really pretty with the sparkles and the black and the little flutter sleeves. Mm. I thought, and then she was wearing this blue sweater that I thought was really cute. I noticed a lot of things, so I gave it a four. That's okay. Storyline. This, I'm going to say that this is a very hard one for me to rate. Because, do I give it a higher score? Because this movie really did hold my attention the entire time. I wasn't really bored because I was just cringing uncomfortable the entire time. I was like, what is this dumpster fire? Like, I couldn't look away. So, like, a part of me wants to rate it higher because at least it made me feel something. and like, made me interested. But it wasn't a good interested. So then I'm like, maybe I should rate it lower. What did you give it? I gave it a two. Okay. I mean, that's probably where I would land on the low scale. Guys, okay. Spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. The missing in action husband comes back at the end. Which we thought would happen because you don't say presumed dead in a Hallmark movie if you're not going to bring the guy back. But then why do all the promotional things with Steve Lund and then just kick him to the curb? It's like so not Hallmark. I was very frustrated at this. And I really was frustrated because I felt like Steve Lund's character was like such a good guy, like taking Mm -hmm. care of her, being there for her through everything. And I didn't love his comment about the joke at the Christmas party knowing they threw that in there just to make it seem like oh they're not a good fit people don't have to love everybody's one quirk of their sense of humor to be in love I thought that was the dumb thing to try and make you think oh they're not right for each other after all my mom and I roll our eyes at my dad's stupid jokes all the time and my parents have been married for over 40 years (laughs) Mm -hmm. so I just felt like that was kind of ridiculous. You could tell, I felt like you could tell they were coming towards the guy coming back because of how idyllic they were making their relationship seem because she is telling stories to the daughter. So you're not going to tell the story to the daughter about the time that you guys fought over something. You know what I'm saying? You're going to tell her the good memories. So I did have a feeling that that was coming because you're kind of learning their love story. So by the time you get to the end, you're happy that they're, that he's back. I felt like though the response to him being back specifically from the little girl was a little bit lackluster. Like she ran over to him and she was happy to see him, but we've all seen those videos on like social media where the dad comes home and like the little kid is like sobbing their eyes out and cannot stop crying. Yeah, but I don't, this is a Hallmark movie. They're not going to have a child sobbing on television, even if it's happy crying. I don't know why not. They had me sobbing at that stupid movie last week. (laughs) You know, I was really crying at the end of this movie too, against my will. Like they built it up as far as like, oh, Mm -hmm. a returned veteran type thing. Those things always get me. You can't not cry when they're specifically trying to manipulate you into crying. (laughs) I agree. So I was crying at this. However, that does not mean I was like super happy about it. 
I honestly did not know how they were going to end this movie. I had my suspicions, and then I was like, no, they can't do it. So, like, Carrie asked me, was I surprised by the ending? And I was like, yes, no, I don't know. Because I don't know. Like, oh, my God. I just feel like for a while there, I thought it was meant for a certain type of viewer, like a very specific viewer. Somebody who had lost a spouse this way and had found a second chance at love and, like, helping... Like, showing this person that it could be okay. But then, they totally demolish the second chance at love and bring back the husband. So then you're like, okay, it's not for that viewer. But I feel like it's a fantasy and almost, almost insensitive. I feel like, I mean, granted, I'm not in the situation. But I feel like some people might find it insensitive to just, like, oh yes, magically he came back after all this time when that is not the story for so many military families. Yeah. So it's like you alienated both viewers that you could have potentially been trying to reach. I don't know. I would have been all in if she had not been engaged to Steve Lund or even in a relationship with him. You know, like if he had just been the friend that was helping her through all the times and you know, it kind of seemed like they might start a relationship or something like that, like, or they were talking Mm -hmm. about getting into a relationship. I could have gotten behind it. Like, this is just a guy who lost his best, his best friend, and he's there for the wife. And they've been growing together over the years. But to have them to the point that he's proposing to her was just, I think, the thing that was like the, well, the knife and the coffin is that what you say the nail in the coffin the knife in the back there we go yeah yeah there we go because she meets her husband and steve lund the same night she gets proposed to around christmas by both men it was so uncomfortable like watching this happen and then literally she is kissing there was a lot of kissing steve lund in this movie yep like she was kissing him literally the day before when they break up from being fiancés until, until the next day when she's kissing her husband, who's all been all like, oh, these past years as a prisoner of war, all that's got me through is you and her daughter. Meanwhile, she was kissing Steve Lund yes, 24 hours ago. Like, it was just so uncomfortable. Jen even called me afterwards. Oh, yeah. She had to talk about it. Yeah. She's like, can I call you? <laughs> It was that much of a, oh, here's, I'm going to say what Jen's problem was, actually. Okay. The fact that he was a prisoner of war for three years, and she just found out about them being released or saved, rescued on TV that day that he appeared. And he didn't look like he had been suffering. It's like, how did he get to this dance so quickly? Why did he look so healthy after being a prisoner of war three years around Yemen? Yeah, that was weird. I thought the timing was strange also. And the general should have known when she called him that he was on his way home. And he didn't look like he had been a prisoner of war. Granted, they would have cleaned him up and stuff. Well, he said he escaped before when there was an explosion. He escaped before he knew it was the U.S. rescuing. So maybe the general wouldn't know. Like maybe the embassy, American embassy that he went to wouldn't have notified the general. I agree. That was a strange part to the story. But that was the least of my worries. <laughs> Let me tell you something I love about the story. Oh, dear. You love something? Yeah. Let someone okay. propose to me with a puppy. 
And Carrie says yes, automatically. <laughs> automatically. Puppies are the weight of my heart. <laughs> I can get behind that. Although it's kind of a big commitment to just shove on your potential fiance. Hey, here's this yeah. puppy. They may have talked about it, though. Maybe. So what are you giving the stars? Two. <gasps> I actually marked it up for the stars. I gave it a four for the stars because I felt like they did a good job with what they had. Sure. <laughs> it's not their fault that the story was stupid or weird. Sure. Christmas. <laughs> One. No, I'm giving it a zero because <gasps> this is not this is not Christmas feels. I'm not even counting Christmas decor. Do not watch this for Christmas. No. I gave it a three. <laughs> gave it all the same as all the other ones on the Christmas. I'm like, eh, whatever. Well, this is a definite nonsense. Definite, definite nonsense. nonsense. We agree on that. And uh, we're nonsense, nonsense, nonsense. And Stephanie hasn't watched Ghosts of Christmas always mm-hmm. yet. But she no, needs to. <laughs> will probably be a love. Because it will be the palate cleanser. <laughs> you need it. <laughs> I do. I really do. All right. Well, that wraps us up for today. Hang on. Oh, We've got to rank them. Uh, I thought it was pretty clear, the rankings. Well, mine were pretty clear. Yours were all nonsense. Yeah. What was your number one one? I wouldn't know between Jolly Good or Cozy Christmas Inn which one you'd pick first. I don't know either. They're kind of tied for me. See? So then it's not clear. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I probably put Jolly Good Christmas just for London and then Cozy Inn and then Christmas Bedtime Stories. I did that for these three. That's how I ranked them. But then Ghost of Christmas Always may be... May be the top movie so far of the season for me. Of the season? It's yeah. Better than A Kiss Met Christmas. Maybe. Hmm. Interesting. I, I liked it a lot. Okay. And then I did also watch Catering Christmas, which was on GAC. There was a part at the end that made me laugh out loud for several minutes. It was very funny. Um, I mean, the whole thing was cute. It was a good movie. That's all what Daniel was singing Merritt Patterson, right? Yes. So I would probably put it second than Jolly Good. And I did not watch their Sunday one. I started it. It's not good, guys. Don't watch Christmas Lovers Anonymous. It's not not worth your time. Don't do it. <laughs> From a high to a low. <laughs> the, the, the acting is horrid. The acting is just... Dang. I can't That's some harsh it. words. So, skip it. Just letting you know. Stick with Catering Christmas if you're looking for one. <laughs> From whatchamacallit. From whatchamacallit. Jeez. All right. Great American family. Actually, oh yeah, family. Right. G-A-F. So dumb. Okay. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to wherever you listen to podcasts and leave us a rating on Apple Podcasts because it really helps other listeners find us. You can also follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Love and Nonsense Podcasts. We're mostly on Instagram, where you can vote for which of the movies we will review. Carrie has a pick, I have a pick, and you have the third choice. So, yeah, I think that's all. See you later, guys. Bye.